start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. What is going on, everybody? I'm being told it is episode 59 today. And Nick and Tom are both here. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, everyone. And I don't know, we, we were talking before, we didn't really come to a, a conclusion. Do we have anything to talk about before we get into it? Uh, no, there's no housekeeping. We uh, mo- Floors are mopped, uh, garbage is taken out. Um, Just keep buying merch, that's yeah, the that's, only thing. Yeah, that's the one main thing. Tom's looking at us like there's definitely some housekeeping. Did you not clean the bathrooms? What, what did we just talk about before the podcast, what we're going to start doing? Oh, I thought we were going to keep it a secret. Well, then Honestly. how are people going to know about it? Well, <laughs> it's going to be a secret for now because we haven't started it. But we well, are. You one... can't tell them the day of. You got to yeah. give them. A yeah, little I guess heads uh, up. we're known for putting things out there to put some pressure down. So, Tom, I like your style. Um, why don't <laughs> since you decided to bring this to fruition, what are we going to be doing? Don't push it off on him. This is your idea. All right, fine. Unless he wants to. <laughs> well, so our motto. I don't know if it's our motto. It's a our, motto. Our mission is, statement. Mission, mission statement. statement is bringing you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. So in the near future, and near being very broad. It's going to be near. It, it's not going to be next week, but maybe near. two weeks. Two, yeah. Two, three Sometime. Weeks. Six months. Six months. This tops. quarter. We are literally going to be bringing you, not literally, Virtually. Virtually to the table while we talk about the outdoors. What we're going to start doing is we're going to get a webcam, and Wednesdays at 6 o'clock, that's our, that's our podcast time, we're going to go live on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. YouTube. We haven't decided that yet. But what, one of the platforms. Probably YouTube because in case if somebody doesn't have social media, you can – I mean, it, it who, happens. Who is that? It happens. Anyways, we're going to get a webcam going Wednesdays at 6 o'clock during our podcast. So all of our followers, if they choose, can tune in with us. Have a beer. Have a beer. Ask, ask a few questions. Interact. Yeah. You're going to be brought to the table. And we're still going to release that episode Sunday at the normal time. Yeah, but yes. if you're, you know, just can't wait till Wednesdays, you know, 6 you o'clock. Sundays. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> so so if you're just, you know, scrolling and you're like, hey, life. White Cat's live. Let me join in for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, so that... I thought that was pretty new and exciting. It is. Yeah. It is very new and exciting. It's a shame Nick didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I was gonna keep it in the dark, but you know, in white cat fashion, we're gonna put things. We're gonna put the cart in front of the horse, so we have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this isn't. Everything's gone. You know, the yeah. the release of the podcast, uh, new intros, everything. We announce it before it's even close, and yeah. it just puts the. Puts Sometimes the, the best on. way to figure out how to do something is by doing it anyway. <laughs> Diamonds are made under pressure, baby. <laughs> exactly. So. So speaking of new and exciting, that's basically what we're talking about. That's exactly it. Yeah, thousand percent. New and exciting equipment that we used. Yeah. yeah. So this now year, not yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Some. Yeah. There, it's, this the is good, the good, the bad, the, the and the ugly. 
it yeah could be ugly but basically all three of us have used some different gear this year um you know it's fun to try out new gear every year um and we were just going to kind of go through after a full season of use uh what we liked and didn't like about it um because i think you know when somebody just pulls it out of the box you know for an unboxing i don't think you really get a very accurate uh representation of what that yeah, product is yeah they don't really, really know they just yeah. look at it and get first first impressions yeah. yeah so we we hunt uh, quite a bit throughout the year, a um, couple different states and stuff. So we put this stuff through the ringer for a full season, and I feel like we can each give an educated opinion on what we used. Um, so that's just kind of, you know, if you're looking at getting new gear for next year, uh, now's the time because there's a lot of people selling stuff uh, on Facebook, uh, including myself. I've been dumping some gear. Um, so, yeah, just uh, crack a beer with us, and uh, we're just going to talk a little bit of gear. What do you want to talk about first? Well, since we all got new mobile setups. Um, I say we talk about it last. That makes a lot of sense. Perfect, Frank. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, I'm the only one sitting at the table that dove into the saddle game this year. Um, yeah. So I guess that would be a good spot for me to start. Um, and I haven't used a saddle, so I can kind of poke around and see what you were thinking and like thoughts that I have from someone that's never used one. Yeah. Because a lot of people are super skeptical. Saddle about hunting saddles. is getting huge. Yeah, um, it's the next big thing, if you will. I mean, mm-hmm. there, some people would say it's changing the game. Yeah, <laughs> game. I would say it's not a game. Like, <laughs> I, that, I feel like that. It's term laughable. Gets, yeah, it gets it's thrown like around too often. It's literally like the term booner. Yeah, yeah. Any <laughs> uh, any big bucks a booner. One twenty is a booner yeah. anymore. But uh, I think, in my opinion, before we get into gear, saddle hunting is a. Um, a useful tactic to use, but it is not the end all be all. I think there's yeah. a time and a place for it, just like there's a time and a place for climbers, lock ons, ladders, and even ground blinds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't think there's any tactic out there that will cover all bases in yeah. any scenario. Um, that being said, I tried out um, the uh, Tethered Menace this year. Um, which is new to that's Tethered's the saddle. Yeah, that's the saddle. Um, that was new to Tethered's lineup this year. Um, they uh, it was, it's actually designed for bigger guys, so that was kind of what made me go after that because I started with a rock climbing harness, mm-hmm. uh, and the rock climbing harness was okay. Um, but yeah, it's I not use a rock climbing harness just for, for as a lineman belt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like you said, the rock climbing harness is okay, but I noticed after an hour or so, the rock climbing harness gets pretty uncomfortable when all of your weight's being put into it. Yeah, I could definitely see that just in, you know, the couple minutes it takes me to do my mobile setup with the sticks and stand. It's it's not uncomfortable, but I'm only in it for five minutes. So I could yeah. definitely see where your uncomfort would come from sitting in it for an hour, two, yeah, three, and even like all, hours. all summer long, I literally would, you know, after work, I'd get out. I'd get three foot off the ground with a platform and just sit in a saddle and just see what it was like. I'd shoot targets all around me, just trying to get used Run to it. Run yourself through and different scenarios. I did for a while with the rock climbing harness, and I was like, eh, I got to get something better. And right around that time is when Tethered came out with the Menace, which was a saddle designed for bigger guys. It has more cupping is what they call it, basically, for a mm-hmm. larger rear end, if you will. Um, so I went with that saddle and instantly understood why – they're better than a rock climbing harness for yeah. like if you're going to use it as a full on saddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely love the tethered menace. The only thing I can complain about is that the bridge is not adjustable and the bridge is the part. It's the rope that's on the front of the saddle that goes to the tree. Typically um, they're adjustable 
with like a Prusik's knot or mm-hmm. um, some people use like mechanical stuff like a rope man, which is what I switched over to eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tethered menace comes standard with a, I think a 30 inch bridge and it's non-adjustable. The reason they did that is because one, to keep costs down and two bigger guys typically are going to want a bigger bridge because the smaller your bridge is, the tighter it gets in your hips. So mm-hmm. big guys, not going to want a super small short bridge. Yeah. So I understand why they did it, but, um, I wanted the adjustability. So I ended up cutting it and putting one on. Um, it's not like a huge yeah, easy I, I, modification. Oh, easy mod. Yeah. I literally went on Instagram or not Instagram, uh, Amazon bought some climbing rope and a rope man and set to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really like the tethered menace. Um, anybody that's interested in getting into saddle hunting, that's a little bit bigger. I would recommend that saddle hundred percent. It's extremely comfortable. And I even noticed my biggest thing with saddle hunting is I didn't think I would, it would be like an all day sit, like a rut style stand. Yeah. And I was proven wrong. Essentially. It's very comfortable. Um, I notice, I feel like I move more a little bit in a saddle when it comes to like swinging, but in a lock on, I'm constantly like standing, sitting, standing, sitting back and forth. So I don't know if it's any different, um, but You're I feel moving differently. It's moving different. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that can stand the entire day or sit the entire day. I have to that's change positions. I'm, I'm a stander. I stand almost the entire time I'm in my stand. That's why I thought I kind of, I would be okay with a saddle because you are more standing. You're just yeah. kind of leaning back. Yeah. So like I said, I think the saddle if you're looking to use it as like a full on saddle, not like a hybrid, I would highly recommend getting an actual saddle and not just the rock climbing harness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then platforms, I used two different platforms. Um, I used, uh, the lone wolf custom gear ambush. Um, and that was new. Yeah. Last new year. last year. And it was okay. I ended up selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, just wasn't, uh, thrilled with the finish on it for what the price tag was. It's like almost $300. Um, the, in pr- the finish was trash, honestly, like for that price tag, it should not have looked that yeah. beat up. Um, and I went to a trophy line mission, which was also new this year. Same, roughly the same size. Um, ran that for a while and it was okay, but didn't bite to the tree as well as the lone wolf ambush did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up, they upgraded, the uh, ambush. They redid the finishes on it. They beveled the back end. Basically fixed everything I complained about. Yeah. So I ended up going back to an ambush um, and really like it. So mm-hmm. if anybody's looking to buy a trophy line ambush or a trophy line mission platform, I'm selling one. Um, <laughs> and they're out of stock right now. So if you want one, get one real quick. Only place you can get it <laughs> yeah. is right here. Um, the finish on that one was really good. And it bites to the tree okay. It's just the, I don't know what it was about it. It just didn't seem to bite as nice as the ambush. Yeah. Um, but I think it's because the ambush, you can put two straps to it mm-hmm. instead of one. And I don't know. I think it's a preference thing. The as ambush well. is the lone wolf. What was yeah. the trophy line? Mission. Mission. Okay. Yeah. They're roughly the same size platform and the weight difference is negligible. Like, yeah. When it's something that small, I feel like, I mean, they're both sub five pounds. Yeah. Like there's, there can't be that much parity in something that small. No. Um, one little thing, if you're not packing them in a backpack, the ambush does pack better because it's totally flat on the back. There's like a two and a half inch rise in the back of the mission that digs into your spine. Um, if you're not, if you put it into a pack though, it's not a problem. Or if you hang it off your belt, which a lot of guys are doing now with like 3d printer hooks. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, both of them were good. And for the money, I think the mission's probably your better can option. Can you easily tether your sticks to the mission? Because I know uh, you can with the lone wolf. Uh, it depends on what your st- what sticks you're using. If you use like the the mission or like the trophy line sticks, which are powered by Novix, mm-hmm. um, there's like grooves built right into the platform, so they strap in really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they're not. It's not as compact as the ambush with custom gear sticks. Yeah. Um, but you're talking a fraction of the price. So a mm-hmm. mission platform is like 189, 190, and the sticks I think are like 140 for a set. And you're talking 400 plus 300 for on the Lomo of custom gear. So if if money's a big factor, I would say stick with trophy line. But if money's not a factor and you're trying to go with the absolute streamlined product, I think Lone Wolf Custom Gear is something that's definitely worth looking at. Yeah. Um, the finish has definitely gotten better on it. I'm still not sold on it because they're sharp as hell. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big drawback. For whatever reason, the edges are super sharp, which I'll get yeah. into that on the stand too. But um, that's all the saddle gear I used this year. Um, I mean, all of it was definitely usable, and I enjoyed it. But I so mean, overall, it's, thumb up or thumb down? Oh, thumb up for sure on everything I used. I would even the rock climbing harness has its place, and maybe for yeah. a smaller guy like you, it wouldn't be an issue. But um, the extra waste I have, that uh, <laughs> yeah, you got a little more waste than I do. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't uh, doesn't it's not as comfortable. Yeah, but the old menace fixes that. Mm-hmm. So Tommy, you're awfully quiet over there. Look like Cheech over there. <laughs> But, uh, he does. <laughs> uh, Tom's got his uh, orange knit hat above his uh, headphones Keep tonight. Warm. It looks yeah. good. Thank you. So some gear I used. You've been quiet this entire time. You wait to sip as soon as you start. <laughs> some gear I used. I used the XOP stand. Well, yeah. So you you've been a mobile hunter as well, but you switched it up out of a climber this year. So let me tell you a little story. Big Summit Climber guy. It's been my A1 since day one, as they say. Comfort is unmatched. Yeah, you definitely 100% get 100% unmatched. Comfort. Most comfortable stand I have ever hunted in. Uh, it will forever be my all-day rifle sitting stand. It's just it's com- more comfortable than any ladder I've ever been in. But I had a little issue in bow season this year with my climber. For those of you that are unfamiliar with how they work, basically it's two separate parts. There's a bottom platform and then a top seat with a shooting rail. And on each of those, there is a V on the back with teeth that bites to the tree and a strap that goes along the top. It's like a steel cable on most of them, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for obviously to strap it to the tree. So there I was up in my bow stand. And had this. And Tom swears by climbers when me and Frank switched over to lock ons and stuff. I still. Un- we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Please continue. Go, yeah. We're, we'll get way off track. Go ahead, so, yeah. There I was in my bow stand, and I have this nice buck coming just how I thought he would. He cut across the swamp, read the script. He did. He really did read the script. And until the crucial moments. So. <laughs> until the good part. Yeah. So. There's this thick bedding and some hardwoods, a big swamp, and then there's me hunting a fresh scrape that wasn't there two days ago. Oof. Yeah. 
Like Nick says, actually, I don't know. I, Nick, I can't take credit for that. That's Dan Infault. Dan, like Dan Infault says, <laughs> yeah, it's hunt hot sign when hunt hot signs hot. So yeah. that's what I was. Yeah, doing. I could not take credit for that because that's actually a guy I really want to get on here. And if you were to ever listen and hear me trying to take credit for that, it would not go over well. Like, <laughs> that's with those guys. I'm that's all that. Dan Infault. He's Nick's really, where I heard it. Dan is the man. He's that, a, he's the uh, big buck serial killer. That's literally the nickname he's been given. Yeah, that is anything. Well, yeah. So as Dan was would say, I was hunting hot sign when hot sign was hot, and this buck comes out of the bedding. I watch him cut across the hardwoods, right into the swamp, and he's making a beeline right for this scrape. And I'm like, oh, he's, he's going to check it. He's going to be 25 yards away, and it's going to be over. So anyway, he gets like six yards from me, and he's like directly underneath me, and I didn't like that shot and i'm like he's yeah. right here he has no idea i'm here he's he's got to come up and check this scrape it's right here I'm, I'm gonna get a perfect shot well he never went up and went to the scrape he worked behind me and when he you know got into what my shooting lane behind me he was at like 20 yards which would have been perfect money so i start to draw back my bow and the string is hitting on the top steel cable of my climber and so i'm at this point kind of hosed i'm like at half draw can't draw back any further and 50 percent still what 150 feet per second so it shouldn't be too bad right <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i and, say send it and <laughs> it's, take a vote it's just perfect that as this happens, the buck decides to just stop. So I'm standing there at half draw for, it felt like an eternity. Six hours, at least. Yeah, but long enough to the point where I was shaking really bad because it was so hard to hold this back any longer. And all he needed to do was take two more steps, and I would have been able to clear my strap and get a full draw on him. But instead, he decided to turn directly away and walk straight away from me. I'm glad you brought this up, Tom, because I didn't know that. I knew about this story, but I didn't know that the stand messed you up. You made fun of me a couple years ago because they have that floating stand in the uh, in the summits. It, you know, the straps are like long and they hang down, so mm -hmm. you, it's almost like when you it's like I, a, how you set yours up when you sit in it. Like you, it cradles Tom quite a bit. Yeah, like you use the shooting rail. Like, you would be able to set, set a, a gun, gun on, on the shooting, shooting rail. rail. No. Yeah. You no. use it as a shooting rail. I use my elbows to set yes. Yeah, but you sit, like, down below the frame. When I'm sitting there, the shooting rail is just above my knees. Okay, when I sit in my summit, I have my seat cranked all the way. And it's because I stand so much, so I don't worry about it. So I have my seat, it's level with the frame. Gotcha. So yeah. So I when I sit down, mind. my knees are above the shooting rail. Yeah, I'm definitely a so little if, bit below the shooting rail. Yeah. So just like that, because that brings your your foot platform higher. Right. So your string is going to be nowhere near um, your cable on your top end. So. But it's not as comfortable. No, that you do lose the comfort, but usually with archery, you're not doing like all day sits. So but I just want to throw that out there that you do lose comfort by yeah. tightening it up. Yeah, but 
you gain the mobility. Yeah, it's it's a trade off. A three sixty, or I shouldn't say three sixty, but two seventy. Two seventy. Yeah. So Tom, back to you. Anyway, had I been in my XOP mobile setup, I think I would have sealed the deal on this buck. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that instance is right there was what uh, kind of sold you on climbing sticks and a lock on for bow season anyway. Right. So yeah. like you said, even like the, like XOP climbers, like yours or like I have a hand climber. You don't have that. Again, you're losing a lot of comfort because it's a totally different style of stand, but they're shaped so much different. They're more geared for, for bow hunting. Yeah. I think they are, especially like a summit's it's more of an all around stand. Like you get the comfort and you can rifle hunt out of it. They're like, bulky I as hell. Yeah. Um, but it, it's that it's a trade-off. Like, the XOPs and Lone Wolf has a hand climber. Yeah. Um, they're extremely compact, but yeah. you lose comfort. So yeah. it's one of those things, what's more important to you? Yeah. See, and I'm, I'm a big comfort guy because I like to extend my sits. I know a lot of times, like, during archery season, people hunt till 9 o'clock in the morning or whatever, you know, just a few hours. Um, but I've found that... If you can stick it out till 11 o'clock or noon, there's a lot of action between that 10 and noon mm-hmm. that, you know, you might not see if you get uncomfortable and climb down yeah. at 9 o'clock. So I do, I, I yeah. prioritize comfort. I think it helps me stay in the stand longer, which obviously the longer you're in the stand, the better your odds of being successful. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So like you had alluded to, uh, you've got an XOP lock on and XOP sticks. Um, this was your first season running those. Um, what, what's I guess your overall take on those? Thumb up, thumb down. Overall take, thumbs up. Uh, the only thing that I did not like about them was bringing them in and out of the woods. I have not found. I mean, because the the. Uh, do you mean like set up and take down or just walking, walking in and out? in and out of the woods. Uh, with my summit, um, I throw the summit on my back. My, throw your pack down through it? Yeah, my book bag goes right on the summit, and then I have two free hands. One, I carry my bow, and the other one, I can... Catch yourself if you fall. <laughs> yeah. Pick very, dandelions. Yeah, very easy to walk in and out of the stand. Uh, with the XOP... Um, I had the stand strapped to my back and the sticks strapped to the stand and the sticks, the way they packed, they stood about two feet taller than my head. Mm-hmm. So it was tough maneuvering through the woods if there was branches and whatnot. Yeah. And then I had my book bag that I couldn't strap onto that. So I had to wear it on my front. Like on my chest. <laughs> like a pregnant lady. Yeah. The backwards man. I had my fanny pack full of all of my straps for the sticks um, around my waist. So you're carrying a lot of shit. And then I had my bow. <laughs> yeah. So it was a pain in the ass. Luckily, I think we, me and Tom have worked in the postseason since. Uh, we're really streamlining his setup for mm-hmm. next season. Um, he's going to be able to put his pack on his stand. Um, <laughs> and he's not going to need a fanny pack anymore. So I think he's going to – Tom's going to be set for next year, but that's all all part of it. I think you yeah. struggle for a year and you appreciate – Yeah, there's a lot of learning because 
Oh yeah, like you. I started so many different things. Oh my goodness, I'm like by the time I got my mobile set up, you were like, oh, I tried this, 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 and this, and I modified this and this. Yeah, I ran um, a different. I had like a Frankenstein stand um, that I had for mobile hunting a year before you and I really fully dove into it. So I did a year of you know a summer and a season of modding with that, and then ended up upgrading there so like i've got so many different little things that yeah. work for me and tom pretty much just went with the xop setup this year and then after the season was over i kind of started showing him um different ways to streamline his setup yeah um, i'm gonna this year we're gonna work on getting uh like up the tree in one shot that's huge i yeah. think yeah um, that's how i, I go up the yeah. tree in one shot i never climb back down until i'm so. done but yeah, so I think that's a fair assessment, and the issue you had with the sticks and everything is one of the big problems I had um, for a long time. But mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I think Tom's going to be totally set for next season with it. Yeah. So Other than the getting into the woods, once I got to my tree, everything else was smooth sailing, um, mm-hmm. very easy to climb up and down the trail, actually not that much i mean it's slower you know, than a climber a, a, but slower not than much. a climber but by a minute or two total setup it's not yeah yeah um what about that uh easy hang bracket you use what do you think about that after you because that's about that's it. one thing i've never used before totally all about so it. so you want to kind of it replaces the offset bracket um, yep. on the back of your stance so if you want to kind of elaborate on how you use that um, and why you liked it so much better than just your standard I didn't even know you used one this year. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm way into it. Basically, you just you climb up the tree with your stand on your back, and you have your easy hang, and you basically just strap that to the tree. And on that easy hang, there's three different. It's on like a cam buckle that your sticks and stand would strap to. It's like a cam buckle strap with what Tom's about to explain. And there's three different. like angled grooves. angles grooves depending on which way the tree's angled yeah and all you just slide your tree stand so that it's level into one of the you. three slots and that's that's all i use to hang my stand i don't put a second strap on it mm-hmm. or anything i just i slide it in there and then climb up on my stand and what's the uh, term you use Where cam you it over cam it over and it's it's rock solid yeah. if if i were to sit you know, all day, and I wanted to leave the stand in the tree. I would, I would definitely throw a second strap on the bottom. You don't even throw like one around, one, even one of the Versa buttons. No, Jesus. Okay, big balls. <laughs> I would recommend. We're going to recommend right now that that is not a safe option. <laughs> you definitely should have put a strap on that because that you're literally putting all of your faith in that casting you're talking streamline nick yeah. <laughs> you can't be carrying we're shaving all six ounces by not using this buckle okay <laughs> i mean i have a harness hey, this on. is real this is real talk yeah, that's true he's got a harness on i'm always harnessed always attached to the tree even when i'm climbing up yeah mm-hmm. so i just i did want to throw it just <laughs> i didn't realize that that's how you did that all year <laughs> definitely yeah we're good. definitely use a strap on the stand <laughs> oh god Oh, uh, yeah. this is real talk, boys. But like I was saying, if I were to sit all day and leave the stand there, I would definitely... Turns out I should have been putting a strap on it anyway. Uh, <laughs> at least one. But if I was going to hunt all day, climb down, and leave my stand there, I would definitely throw another strap on there. You would? 
I would, yeah. I know you didn't, though. In then. hindsight, yeah. Our last hunt in New York. I, st- I, put, a, I put one strap oh, on. Oh, you did? Okay. Because I just, I like. Are what? you two strapping right now? <laughs> yeah. I would no strap if that was a thing. That's I literally, no Tom strap. is the no strap if that was a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I was, if I was climbing up, hunting, and then packing up, I would, I guess, no strap it. Um, but if I was exiting the stand and then, you know, climbing back into the stand, if I was, you know, climbing into the stand, I would want a little extra strap. You would two strap it. I would one strap it. One strap. One strap. I would just one strap it from here on out. Yeah. And two strap on the climb out. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that, that, that there's always something to learn. That's how, you know, the uh, easy hang solid. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Tom has not ended up on the ground yet. <laughs> or hanging from a tree. I have with not my summit, but another climber. I had to call Nick. Yeah, and... Tom, what, what do you like and dislike about the lone wolf climbers? Um, I don't I think they suck, if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> Tom used it one time, ended up about 15 foot off the ground, just sitting on the top rung and the bottom, was at the base of the tree. Wait, you had a lone wolf climber? Yeah, my grandpa gave it to shit. him, yeah. Oh. Oh, is it, an, it was an old one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Used it one time. <laughs> Wasn't feeling it. No, I'm climbing down, and bottom drops out and ends up at the bottom of the tree. And, and there you didn't I have it tethered to the top? No. Of course I, not. That's, that's for, a rookie mistake, You're saving like though. three ounces, Frank. Streamline. Yeah. <laughs> no, on my summit, I always have a tethered, but I just, this is how this one came. You ever forget? Happened to me. And it's happened, to, I think, to me. Well, actually, I know it's happened to me. Yeah, because I've I gone was, to rescue. Yeah. I was. I rescued him, too, one time. Up it's happened Clymer. a few times. Me and Nick were in the barn, and he's like, I'm taking this stupid rope off. I'm like, I you might off. want it. And he's like, he's like, no, I'm never going to use this. Well, we went out hunting that night, and I get a phone call. Hey, I'm stuck up in my tree. <laughs> Luckily, it's like not a panic mode. Like, you just kind of yeah, sit you're still there. up there. Yeah. Yeah. You just sit there. It's not like it's an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> You just can't stand up. Yeah. But so back to the stand. Uh, comfort, I would call the comfort an 8 out of 10. On what? The stand. The comfort. XOP. The, yeah. like no, the, the stand, yes. The one I used this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 8 out of 10 on the comfort. Uh, I could easily do an all-day sit. Uh, I did all-day sits. And no problem. You can actually add a footrest, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you can. Oh, like um, one of those bars. That yeah, that would be. I would. I would like that. Something maybe upgrade for next year. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely look into that. Um, I'm trying to think. The only thing I didn't like yet was the walking into the woods with it. But I think we have that resolved. Just the packability. Yeah the uh, the stand and the sticks walk into the tree like no other. Um, one thing I gotta say about the sticks though is and i think this goes for almost any set of climbing sticks is you always gotta keep an eye on the bolts that hold the teeth on to the actual stick itself um, because they do tend to loosen up and yeah because they're not reefed down because you can turn the teeth on most sticks there's some sticks out there that that's not an issue yeah wow blows my wow i've got a set at the house have I you want, used them yet? No, that's why I don't want to talk about them. Don't but, even talk about it. Yeah. Why did you even bring it up? Because I just figured I'd Because you wanted it. to talk about it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to talk Shut up. I don't want to talk about it. So, <laughs> other than that, the only other new piece of equipment I really used this year was a bow hook. 
from Hunting Made Easy, HME for short. <laughs> and basically, it's, uh, it's a two-parter, and it screws into the tree, and it's like a swivel arm where it, like... I use one of those. Swivels too. out, and it's pretty it's cool. A real, mine's a real tree, but it, they're sweet. Yeah, it, it's w- wicked awesome. Really like it. Have no complaints about it. The cool thing is... So I'm I'm a sitter um, in the tree stand. I like to set up my shots. Where okay, so setting up my stand. What you if, if you, you oh god? <laughs> Before I set my stand up, I like to visualize where the deer come from, and I'm not very good at this. <laughs> One of the worst. <laughs> you don't set up like for deer trails or to like. It's all about vision, Nick. If you set up. On a spot where there's one deer trail, Nick, I mean, you're, you're wasting your time. The spots where I like to hunt is where there's multiple... Highways, intersections. Intersections coming Clover leaves, if you will. Yes. So if you have one deer trail, I, you're wasting your time. I don't know about wasting. Wasting. <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree, uh, but that's a topic... It has nothing to do with what yeah. we're talking about. No, no um... No, usually when... You set up for your strong side shot. I get that. Yeah, but um, typically when I set up in a hunting spot, um, deer do come from more than just one area. So it doesn't always work out as my mind envisions it. Where are you going with this, with your bow hook? Clueless. (laughs) You like went off this rant on why you liked this bow hook. right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were ready to wrap it up right there. <laughs> no, no, and was, here we sit. As I was saying, I'm I'm a sitter in the tree stand, and I like to set my tree stand up to where I Left can side. shoot where I think the deer are going to be coming from the seated position without moving. Mm-hmm. And I don't like holding my bow the entire time because sometimes it gets cold, and then holding the metal, your hand gets cold. Yeah. So with this bow hook... You can have the bow hanging so it's literally right in front of your face, and you don't even have to hardly move your hand to grab it. So there's no movement from, you know, your deer comes down the deer trail. You're seated down. All you got to do is grab the bow and draw back. There's no— When you want to take it off the hook? No. Yeah, you probably would want to take it off the hook. <laughs> But that's so you don't have to turn around. Yeah, and reach you're not back turning around, tree. and it's not hugged up against the tree. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, that's why it, I switched to one of those. Mine, like I said, mine's a real tree, but I like that it's not against the tree. You can swing it out away and put it in a position where yeah. you barely have to move yeah. to grab it. Yeah, those yeah. are yeah. once you take it off the hook, you're in the position to draw. My yeah. only problem is, is I have a horrible habit of leaving bow hooks in a tree I, i've done that yeah yeah uh, there's i've got some in prime locations that yeah uh, i used to do that until i like spent a, nice a decent one. amount of money it didn't solve it for me well you're I've just got, like, dumb a, i've got a hawk you make one. too much money that's the problem <laughs> i guess um yeah so that that was solid i like the like the bow hook and um I had it wasn't a new grunt tube. Uh, actually, it was a new grunt tube. But you've used it in the past. Yes, but I've used this brand grunt tube in the past, and it's um, drawn a blank. 
Dear Society Extinguisher. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you must really love it. No, I seriously do love it. Uh, it's the only Grunt 2 bowl. Yeah, you have been talking that up for a few years. You yeah. Know. He's actually the one that turned all of us on. Yeah, it. I know. We all have him now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Tom. So, Dear Society, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, Tom's, Tom's out here selling Grunt Yeah, tubes. we're not even sponsored. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> we're not sponsored by anything. Yeah. So, take what we say to heart. Cause real talk. Yeah, real talk. Real talk. <laughs> but, yeah, you can... Go from fawn to doe to buck, all all in the same call. It's pretty great. And oh, wow. I've had more success calling with this call than any other call I've ever used. So, Tough to go wrong with that. Yeah. Can't beat success. It's so. tough. Other than that, that's pretty much, set. yeah. Tom's all done with new stuff. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't often get new stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of stick that. with what's working. I feel that. I like buying and selling. Yeah, you're all about... You've been buying and selling like a used car dealer lately. It's nice, though. I mean, because the thing is, I, I get stuff that you can't... That's like always out of stock, and you can sell it for retail. <laughs> it's great. It's the best. It's seriously like I... Everything I sell... Yeah, was, you make more money than you bought it yeah, for. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous because like, a couple of them, I got, oh, I can buy it on the website. You know, cheaper. I'm like, oh, okay, go, go on the website. Do it. They're out of stock. Yeah, I know. No. That's why it's this price, cowboy. Give me the money. Ships tomorrow. <laughs> no, it works out pretty good. Um, I just, I like, I'm, for whatever reason, just like nailing down just the perfect system. And I think I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm digging it. But me and Frank can bounce some, some things off of our new lock-ons and stuff that we used. Yeah. Um, two different variations of the same lock-on. Yeah, they're it's basically different. the same. Mine's just... I yeah. have the Lone Wolf Custom Gear DS.5, and Nick has the 1.0, so they're yeah, essentially the same stand, just mine's smaller. Yeah. And you had a .5 for a little yeah. bit, but since they're smaller and you're a bigger guy, it wasn't really fitting yeah, your the, style. Yeah, the seat, the seat height was two inches shorter, didn't like that, and it just it's too small for me, and I think yeah. the weight savings was not worth the comfort. Yeah. Um, so I sent that one on down the road. Actually, that guy should have received it today. Excellent. But yeah, like me. Today as in like actually today or yeah. today as in when the listeners no, are listening? Today as in real today. So a few days ago Yeah. if you're listening. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, but like I said, I'm a stander and you can just flip the seat up. on. The, it's perfect for that. Yeah. And it's a nice small compact thing like Tom was complaining with shit up over your head walking through the woods. It's as streamlined as can be. It doesn't come any higher than my neck when I'm carrying it. And... What's up with the term streamlined? We've been throwing that around. I right? just like to use that word because it's funny because everybody yeah. uses game changer and streamline. Yeah. And I just, so I like just to just having fun. Yeah. I just like to rag I'm not on. in with the mobile hunters groups, but me either. Yeah. But I hear it, Nick talk yeah. about it. Basically, a lot. everybody, every new product that comes out is a game changer. Yeah. So everyone, every single one of them changes the game. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, whole new ball game. Whole new and, goddamn ball yeah, game. Every, like, there's a lot of podcasts every time they get a new sponsor. Even if it's something they talk shit on for years, they're like, oh, this this new thing, it changes the game. That's kind of where we might, like, if we ever get to the point where someone offers us a sponsorship, <laughs> it's like, oh, we talked shit on that product. We like, will well, never yeah. say Game Changer. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is for us, like, we've already, like, we turned down for some smaller things because we didn't feel like we would use it. Yeah. And I think anything that we're going to talk shit on is not something I want to represent anyway. Yeah. If I'm not going to um, use it. Yeah. Nah. Like it, it just, it makes me laugh when I see like a podcast or something like talk about a product 
like in negative terms for several years and then get sponsored by that said product mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're like, I know we said all this stuff, but like, I just didn't really understand how useful this thing really could be. Yeah. It's like, no, you like the check. Like, <laughs> that's what's so yeah. useful. <laughs> so that's, I can tell you right now where that's not going to be us. I'd rather not get paid. I mean, yeah. cause we get together and talk hunting and drink beer anyway. We're just hitting record. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally, <laughs> that's the best part about it. Yeah. Um, where were we? Where you went off on a tangent there? Uh, DS.5. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about yeah. how. Yeah. You and I were running. Yeah. Those. Basically the same setup. <clears throat> but as a stand, like, because I'm someone that stands. We were talking about stand setup. I always set up so that my shots are standing. I always face my tree. So my bow's right that's there. That's why I think a saddle would fit you well. Yeah. And I haven't jumped on the saddle bandwagon yet. I will probably eventually try it just to see what it's about. Um, I've got some stuff at the house for you to at least try it if yeah. you want in the off season. Yeah, and I'm sure I will. But like, I'm super happy with that DS.5. I have pretty much no complaints. I can fly up the tree with it like you were saying. Yeah. It definitely takes some practice to go up the tree in one shot. Yes. Because we've talked about that. It's a pain in the ass and it takes valuable time if you have to set a stick climb down get a stick climb back up set a stick yeah if with the 0.5 or even the 1.0 they strap right to the back it's super easy to just pull one off your back put it up and i i'm a fanny pack guy so i just rock my fanny pack put my straps in there strap it right up i carry way too much shit in the woods to put it all on a fanny pack i don't carry much in the woods see i (laughs) I think the Lone Wolf Custom Gear as a system, I think when you put the stand and sticks together, it's a it's really, tough to it's beat. a very good system. I don't think, me personally, if you're not going to buy both, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Um, because you got to have like, both because and, of the packability. And I'm saying that not to try and sell somebody to buy a full system. I'm saying that like, don't waste your money on a $500 tree stand if you're not going to buy the sticks. Yeah. Like, I, I don't if you're think gonna go you're not going to see gorilla the gorilla ben- sticks yeah, to you're put not, on that. You're not going to see the benefits. No. I re- like, it, personally, I think you're going to be upset. Yeah. Um, and same thing. Those, those stands are designed for the sticks. Yes, and they integrate really well. Yeah. So, like, personally, like I said, if you're not buying the full system, you're going to be upset with your purchase because it's so much more expensive. Um, that's just my opinion. The other thing, the only drawback i saw with it is how sharp the stand and sticks are mm-hmm. like literally cutting my straps like i don't know i if haven't you, no i haven't had that problem see, and but i, I haven't used it as long as you have that I, and, I went through a whole season and my straps yeah, are all still fine um the only the other thing is you run the standard cam buckle i yeah. go buckleless so yeah. i i run the loop and the way you're running it, it pulls it off of the stick a little bit. Yeah. And where mine, because of that buckleless method, it's right up against the stick, and yeah. it has literally cut straps. Not like to where I've it's cut through, but but it started to wear through and have some strands that I've never had on other st- sticks yeah. and stands. So that is extremely aggravating to me. I really hope that that's something that gets fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm going to. I I just took a um, deburring tool, which yeah killed me to take a deburring tool to a five hundred dollar tree stand. But yeah it had to be done for my own mm-hmm. safety and I'm not, I do what works. I have 
like my bow has electrical tape around the handle because I wanted it fatter. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't need something doesn't have to look great to me. Like it's it, needs to, it needs to work. Yeah. So if I got to take a deburring tool to a stand, or if I got to put electrical tape around a uh, grip on a bow, like whatever I have to do to make it work. Yeah. Um, but that's just my that's my only complaint about it. I think it's a really good system. Mm-hmm. But like um, like you said, I use the buckles, so I didn't run into that at all. Yeah. Like so I, if you're running the buckles, which is what's sold that way, yeah, you probably wouldn't have an issue. Yeah. Um. But uh, the I I also tried the double sticks from them, mm-hmm. and I think the packability is ten out of ten. Yeah. They pack so good. The only like they don't bite to the tree that great, which I kind of saw coming with just yeah. The bold you brought stand-ups. that up before you even bought them. Yeah, it was. And it's one of those things where it's like your packability, like yeah, that's important. Mm. But if it's not going to bite the tree right, yeah, is it worth it? And I like I said, I I'm sold on double steps, not necessarily their brand, but having two steps at the same level. Right, yeah, um, I'm totally sold on that. I but I'm not totally sold on those standoffs because they they didn't bite the tree very well. And I noticed Cause they don't have teeth. They no, just it's have literally bolts. four, four bolts. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I, I it was a concern from day one mm-hmm. and it was after using it for a year. Cause you ran the single minis. Yeah. Um, and, and I really, loved and them. Loved them. Um, and I ran the doubles cause we were just trying to try different things. Yeah. And it was literally just experimentation with all yeah. of the products. Yeah. And, the double, like I said, I like the way they stack. I like the way they climb. But as soon as you start getting super angled trees, it I couldn't get them to bite very well. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just by design. I think they but need most some of the work. time you're not climbing those super angled trees. But no, but I if hate you're the put feeling. in a situation where you have to, that is the tree you need to be in. You don't want something that's not going to work. Yeah, and I learned that I would rather sacrifice some packability yeah. to have a stick that'll allow me to do that. Yeah, because I found myself by the end of the season, like, mm, don't really want to climb that tree because I know my stick's going to kick out. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a shitty feeling for mm-hmm. me, like, knowing that my gear is limiting me. That's yeah. why I'm constantly trying new, trying new stuff because yeah. I don't want to feel that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's my only thing on that. Like I said, I think the stand-in sticks are good, um, but I, th- I think they're new, and I think they, they need some a little bit of tweaking to be mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's in the works. Mm-hmm. And they're finally actually getting stuff more in stock. That was a huge issue for mm-hmm. a while too. Yeah. But um, other than that, I don't – Frank, I know you wanted to talk about your broadheads. Yeah, I tried new broadheads this year. I talked about them a little bit on – I think it was the Early Deer on. Camp series. When yeah, I, when yeah. you just murdered a doe. I, she was done. Didn't say stand he a chance. annihilated it. Yeah. You could, you could say, say he annihilated it. Yeah. That's good, Tom. So <laughs> I got I got new annihilator broadheads. I got them last. Oh, that's what they're called. Yeah, believe it or not, um, annihilators. Look them up. When I first bought them, I saw them at the Harrisburg show last year. I and, was with you when we were looking at this. They, yeah. yeah. And my at first glance, you're like, wow, that's a really small broadhead. They're short. They're they don't have a huge cutting diameter. It's like three quarter. No, it, it's point nine one inches. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a, like because. PA and I'm sure other states, but I don't know all the regulations have like a minimum cutting diameter for broadheads, and it's usually like point set. I think it's three quarters of an inch, um, but they they far exceed the minimum. Gotcha. So they're not illegal in any states, and 
I had some concerns just because of the diameter of them, but I really like their completely solid construction front to back, the threading, everything was one solid piece machined out, and they look, because that's like a big thing for me is being able to reuse a broadhead, because most of the ones that come in pieces or they're thinner metal, they break all the time. You either have to buy new broadheads or buy new pieces. I'll be honest with you, I... If I shoot a deer with a broadhead, it's over. I get a new one. Yeah. But I, I'm not at your level with that quality broadhead yet. Yeah. And that's how I always used to be. If I shot a deer with a broadhead, that broadhead was done. Like, it's even if it wasn't, it didn't look broken or anything, it looked fine. I didn't want to trust that thinner metal. And, and for 25 bucks or 30 bucks for a set of three, yeah. Just go exactly. grab another pack. So that's why I was really turned on by these things because they're completely solid. And when we walked up to their show at, or their booth at the show, they had a car hood that they sent one broadhead through they like were just 30 like, times. They had a guy just like shooting like 10 yards or whatever, just like. Yeah, rifling this broadhead through a car hood over and over and over again. And they're super solid. So I was like, yeah, I'll give them a shot just because I like that solid construction. And couldn't have been happier with them. Me and Brad both bought oh you brad i didn't realize brad bought yeah some brad too. bought some and he shot a couple deer with him i shot a deer with him absolutely loved him got phenomenal blood trail for the cutting diameter like well, it was well what we re, what we under or realized um your typical it's a three blade broadhead yeah mm-hmm. your typical three blade broadhead has very thin blades on all three sides like three sides it's a circle so there's infinite sides if you will <laughs> um but there's three blades really thin so it slices three thin holes Mm-hmm. But with this annihilator broadhead, because it's a solid construction, it they're like, like punches in the back. Yeah, and it's like a bullet hole in the center. Yeah, so they, it like it puts almost a huge... makes a round hole through them. Yeah, so they really dump blood out of the hole that they run through. It, it. literally puts like a a bullet hole through them. Essentially, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You don't get the shock wave, obviously. Yeah, but it, I mean, it dumps blood out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was very surprised at the blood trail that I got out of them. I was. I have zero complaints about yeah. the broadhead. I had a complete Full pass, pass through. through yeah. yeah, it was money. I have no complaints about that broadhead. I would highly recommend it to anyone. I loved it. They flew really nice, real solid construction. Absolutely loved them. Thumbs up. You said percent. they flew really nice as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did you have to tune them much from your field Almost points or no? not at all. That's awesome. That's impressive. Yeah. And talk about the sharpening. Um, design on that because I thought that was a really cool thing that they've done because mm-hmm. other broadheads that are sharpenable don't aren't doing this. Yeah, if you like have a stone and you just set the broadhead down so that you're sharpening one blade, if you just lay that down, you're sharpening two blades at once. So when you roll it, it's just it takes half the time to sharpen it because you're sharpening two blades at once every time you roll it. And there's no guessing on an angle. Yeah, if you if it's sitting flat. You're good. It's the right angle. Yeah. And, and it's then you sharpening just, and it two blades, two blades that way. So you just rotate it three times and it's all perfectly razor sharp. And yeah. I, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, that is what stood out to me. It was like, mm-hmm. damn, they really put some thought into this. Yeah. They were thinking about reusing that broadhead because yeah. they know it's so solid. It's not going to go bad or break when you run it through a shoulder blade. Yeah. It's still going to be intact and you're going to want to use it again. So we need to be able to sharpen this quick, yeah. fast, and in a hurry. Um, so... Do you know what like weights they come in? I know you're running hundred grain. Do they? They come in hundreds uh, and one twenty fives, and they just came out with a new weight. I think they came out with one fifties. Oh, okay. Just like a couple months ago, it wasn't that long ago. They just came out with them. 
So, so they have three weights now, but yeah, like you said, I run hundreds, which is which plenty is plenty for, for a whitetail. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's good you brought that up. That was I was impressed with those broadheads too. I'm not yeah. totally sold on them yet, only because. I just haven't shot them yet. Yeah. But yeah, I was until impre- you well, test I was in- something out, you never yeah. know. But you've had a year. You've got to kill with it. That's a big thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like when guys like test broadheads on ballistic gel or something, it's like yeah, you, you never, need a kill. Yeah, you don't get a full feel of something by shooting it through gel. Yeah. Until you run it through an animal and see what actually happens, you have no idea. Yeah. Agreed. So I think that's pretty much about it for yeah gear I've, this year I don't that's know if, all i've used this year um yeah i mean I, I, and on I'm, the stand i didn't give a thumb up thumb down on the stand and sticks thumb up thumb up thousand percent i give a thumb up thumbs up on it too um i just hope that you know the like the sharpness i hope is corrected yeah um that's my biggest thing on that and i know that takes some more machine work mm-hmm. or an extra step but i think a premium stand yeah, if you're gonna pay that yeah. much for something, that, and that, like I said, that's just my opinion, and the consensus online is the same. Yeah, I'm not the only one that had that complaint with them. Um, so hopefully in the future they get that figured out. Mm-hmm. But um, that pretty much wraps up our gear for this year. Um, so if you guys are interested in getting some new gear for this year, hopefully this helps. Um, there's a lot of other stuff we've used over the years that we like and don't like. So if you guys are interested, you know, shoot us a message. We can talk gear. Um, if you're looking at getting some stuff, um, other than that, like Tom said, we're going to be bringing you guys to the table while we talk about the outdoors, uh, yeah, pretty keep soon an eye here. On the Instagram um, for that. We'll be posting updates on that. It shouldn't be too far out the gate. Um, other than that, make sure you guys are all getting outside.